Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got a Luke Thompson. How are you doing? You're right. Still, still got your headphones in. Do you need? Is it like an interpretation? Are we speaking in a different language? And no, it's, it's because I've got French coming into my ear, right. so I can speak French after being mugged off by that Canadian geezer. <laughs> is that the point you were just about to make? No, I was just. I was going to say actually. <laughs> when did the FIFA beast get dropped? Because remember you said, "Oh, we've the self-proclaimed FIFA beast." I think you said that you didn't play it anymore, or we used to use yeah, Football Manager, yeah. and then you said, "Oh, I don't play it anymore." You just one week you went, "Don't play it anymore." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> Do you still play FIFA? Sometimes. Are you a FIFA beast on it, or are you like a no, puppy? I'm getting too old now. Not <laughs> <laughs> like when footballers get to like when when Teddy Sheringham was about thirty-eight. Yeah. Like, oh, in, in his in his day, in his prime, he was good. He was, but you know, he's a bit. He's not as good no more, that's like me. I was good in my prime, but I'm not so good no, no more. Too many whippersnappers. Boys, I fast. found that we Call of Duty online. I used to really love Call of Duty online, and it got to a point where I was like, I just no put me in return. There's any point in me turning up. It's ridiculous. It's, I couldn't enjoy it. It's because people, especially Call of Duty, like, they take it so serious, yeah, don't yeah, they? Yeah. And they'll play it for like 16 hours a day, and it's just like, oh my God. Make little special teams, yeah. clans. <laughs> yeah. I want to be part of your team. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, the FIFA beast, we'll bring it back one more week, is here, Luke Thompson. Uh, Graham Lodge is with us oh, as well. you do want to talk to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good evening. Well, you're here, we might as well. We're both very good there. I could just imagine someone sat in uh, Montreal at the moment, Googling the world, whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> then again, he'd have to understand you to do yeah, that. True. <laughs> did you hear, did you listen back to that? Bit? Yeah, I did. And um, what were your emotions at the time? Because I'm sure he's listening right now. Um, he's, hang on, he's a fan of yours. So, firstly, say hello to your fan. What was his name? Eves. Eves. Hi, Eves. If you can understand that. Um, I don't know how you say hello in French. Bonjour. Bonjour, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bonjour Eves. There we go. Je m'appelle Luke. <laughs> Merci <laughs> beaucoup. <laughs> Je voudrais unbore. I think that's something about an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll tell us yeah. in email. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the draw against Blues. We'll preview the game against Burnley. But firstly, uh, we'll go into news. And Van der Parra, he's made his exit now. Uh, well, he's gone on loan to Huddersfield for the rest of the season and the deal will become permanent in the summer. Uh, what do we think of Van der Parra's exit? Eventual or were, like Luke and I being big fans of VLP? Like to see him given... More of a chance, or or I guess did the whole um, Instagram gate end his time at Wolves? I mean, I just don't understand it really. I mean, I, I know there's lots of fans who who d- didn't really like Van La Parra, but is Jeremy Halan any better than Van La Parra? No, he's rubbish. Well, yeah, Ross Watson sent us uh, a question this week that said Halan or VLP. Who would you choose, Graham? Who would you choose out of Halan and VLP? That pause says it all. Halan hasn't had the time to infuriate me as much as Van der Parra has yet. But I've got to admit, on Sunday, didn't do a lot for me. I thought he played well against... Um, Bristol City. Yeah, against Bristol City. Mm. I thought he played quite well in that game. Um, and he played well against Derby. But mm. other than that... I mean, if, if you're judging him on Sunday, then I can't really say there's much between them. Mm. What do you think about Van der Perre's exit, Graham? Do you think it was eventually going to happen anyway? I think, I think the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Um, they turned down a sizeable bid for him in January, apparently, and I, I don't think the club can afford to turn down 
that amount of money for too long at the moment. And uh, whether the Instagram gates been what's kicked it into gear all of a sudden or not, I don't know. But as I said a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a pretty. It was one of those things where I think if we'd have been fighting for promotion at the time, not a lot would have been said about it. Yeah. And it's like if if someone in another profession had done that, you'd have just turned around and thought, <laughs> yeah, you know. And it's it's one of those. It's I think it's open to interpretation on whether people choose to be offended by it mm. or not. I don't think what he wrote was particularly offensive, but. At the same time, he's not doing it. He didn't do himself any favours. It was just clever banter. I think, I like. from a financial point of view, you know, you've got to say it's good business. Yeah, picked him up on a free. Room. Looks like we're going to get what three quarters of a million pounds. Yeah, seven fifty k is a rumour. This is great business. Yeah, that's, that's good on Moxie business. being a financial genius once again. No, it, it is. But you know, when you sell a player, it's only good business if you recruit well mm-hmm. afterwards. You could sell him for. Seven hundred and fifty million pound, but if you then make Jeremy Hellam permanent, it's 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 pointless, isn't it? I think it's any it. club in the world would be annoyed if that was the, <laughs> the swap signing. You, you say that about seven hundred and fifty grand, though. But if you factor in his wages for two years, and uh, and probably given the fact that he's come from abroad, a decent signing on fee into that, you're probably talking. I'd say probably three, four hundred grand profit. It's still it's still not bad for a player mm. of that sort of quality. I've got a new theory on the Van der Parrot Instagram thing. I know it's been gone ages ago because we said about how if it was in, if we were doing really well and he'd done it then, nobody would be bothered. I'm wondering whether it's because it was Van der Parrot. If Jack Price had done that last week, because it's Jack Price and everybody likes mm-hmm. Jack Price, would everybody have picked it up? Because there's such a, a Marmite thing about Van der Parrot, yeah. because it's the player of Van der Parrot and people didn't really rate him, did people pick up on him or because it was him? Whereas more of a light player, let's say Dicko or Jack Price, if they'd done it, perhaps people wouldn't have been so... Because, oh, you know, everyone likes those. I'd say that's bang on. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with Wolves fans, certain players can do whatever the hell they want and they'll always be liked. Other players, if they sneeze the wrong way, mm. they'll be hated. It's just the way it is. It's... Yeah, I think I, it's I, like I, they play well one week, they play bad the other week, but they still get paid both weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, if if Dico did put that, would there have been the outrage? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so at all. Any Van Para highlights? Apart from VLP Club that we our stable that we made up. I think his YouTube clip when we first signed him was pretty good. <laughs> oh. That was it, really, wasn't it? <laughs> pretty much <laughs> his debut against Norwich. Yeah, the yeah. ball in that one. Yeah, he played yeah. he played well. He played well in that game, and it looked like we'd got almost like two versions of Sacco in the side mm. at the time. And unfortunately, it wasn't to be. But he's had he's he's had the occasional good game. There's just been very few and far yeah. between for my liking. I think that's that, that's been his biggest downfall at Wolves. His inconsistency, mm. consistently inconsistent. Well, bye bye Van the Para. Oh well. Um, other news: uh, Macalinden gone on loan to Cheltenham for the rest of the season. Contract runs out in the summer. Good. Presumably that's the end of him. Yes, he's yeah. crap. But is he one with an option or? I've no idea. There's always ones with an option. We made because this it, joke. This is the thing. It was like Jake Cassidy last year. He, he still contract. He was still contracted to Wolves, even though he had that mare of a season in League One. We took out the option, and then he's there for another twelve months. And I don't think he actually played during that time. I think he was out on loan for most of it. So I do wonder whether 
it's going to be a similar position with McAlinden where they, they, they'll say his contract's up and then all of a sudden an option will appear out of nowhere yeah. and he's, he's back for another 12 months. But I think... I mean, with all respect, I would we'll I let him go. See, yeah, I can't no. see it. I can't see it at all. I just don't think he's got the quality for the championship. There's, there was one game where he particularly impressed me where he's the best Wolves player on the pitch and that was against Shrewsbury in the pre-season <laughs> friendly when he was actually playing for Shrewsbury at the time. <laughs> and he was... He played pretty well that 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 day, but we were we were awful in no. pre-season. I've got to say, he came on as a sub when we lost to Derby last season five 0 and hit the post with a header, and he did more than any, and he'll always be remembered did. for his goal at MK as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he'll, he'll be fondly remembered for that. But that aside, there isn't really he hasn't really done it no. at, at, at either League One or Championship level for all, so. Uh, other news, uh, Doherty um, has been called up to, to the provisional squad for Ireland. It'll be his first senior cap if he gets it. Well earned, really. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think he's been the he's been the most consistent player mm. since the new year, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Really, he's uh, he's made that left back position his own, which I don't think anyone expected back in December when he first came back into the side, and he's just looked. He, he's looked streets ahead of yeah. our other defenders. He honestly has, including I offer. He just looks head and shoulders above him at the moment. He's playing with confidence, and yeah. it, it sees by. You, you can see that in him with with these runs he's making into the box at the time. And okay, he was flagged offside on Saturday, and he had uh, on Sunday. Sorry, and he had his disallowed goal last week. But the fact he's attacking the box now yeah. and and getting getting shots across that was the type of thing gold ball would never do. He's become our most dangerous attacking player. Yeah. From left back, he's. I mean, a lot of people, myself included, gave him in pelters at the beginning of the season, and he's, he's made everyone eat the words because his form. You know, you just got to take your hat off and, and say, congratulations, well done. He's he's been fantastic. He's he's been our best player for the last five or six matches, mm. without a shadow of a doubt. I was going through the fancast group messages the other day. And got to like November, and I saw a message from you, Luke, saying something like, "Can I turn up this week so I can take the Mick out of Matt Doherty?" Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just all in jest. Isn't it's it? all bounce, wasn't yeah. it? You really liked him, didn't you? No, I mean, <laughs> I'll admit, I thought he was absolutely terrible. I think it was when we played Brentford at home, and oh, was it Brentford when he was jogging back and the scored? I think so. Yeah, and I just thought it was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> But, you know, it, I just think it's fantastic to see that he's taken my comments on board mm. and he's really improved his game since since I've said that. <laughs> Literally, he listened. <laughs> but no, I mean... I need to make Luke proud. I need to make him proud. And I, I'd love him to carry on his form and, and go to the Euros. I think you also need to go back and listen to that podcast that we did after the Newport County Cup game where it was played on right wing that night and uh, listen to some of the comments about it from that <laughs> night as well. But um, no, I, I, I couldn't be happier for him that he's got yeah. his call-up. I'd like if some of the listeners did go back and through our back catalogue and see what we said. Oh, God. Can you tell us for the next one? And, and to make it even sweeter, he's forced Stephen Ward. He could potentially force yeah. Stephen Ward out of the left back. <laughs> yeah. He scored, didn't he, the weekend? He did. We'll talk about Burnley as well later on. Uh, final bit of news another call up, uh, K Mac. He's got another Scotland call up. Hasn't played yet since he's had about two or three call ups now, I think. Presumably he'll get a chance now because they are friendlies, aren't they? These matches. There's no. You know, proper fixtures about them, if you know what I mean. Proper fixtures? You know, didn't they play Gibraltar twice recently? <laughs> they call them proper fixtures. They're not in the, you know, a rel, a rel, that's, that's what I was looking for, yeah. competitive. It's been a long day, I'm tired, words can't come to mind. 
Uh, but it's good that you know we're getting players are getting uh, international call ups again. Obviously, you would think that David would if it would would be getting called to the Welsh squad. Just want to see an English player get the senior call up one day again. I, I, think, I, think, I think we could be waiting a while yeah, for that. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. What a special we, life. Have we, we got anybody else? Or are we sure Welsh who could potentially go to the Euros? That's what we have. Off the top of my head, I can't think of. It would be probably perhaps Doty and Edwards. So on Sunday lunchtime, Wolves grind out to a 0 0 draw in the local derby against Blues at Molyneux. Uh, perhaps a good first half by Wolves, but the second half, we really got away with it. Um, gentlemen, in general, before we kind of dive all more into it and dissect it, what do you think of the game? A bit, I don't think there's much to it, really. Yeah. I think both managers set up for a draw. Slightly better than the Bristol City game. I think that's, yeah. a, a, yeah. that's probably the biggest compliment I can give it. I think, you know, the first 20 minutes we did look positive, but to me, it seems like Jackie set that team up for the point, mm. which, you know, I think is disgusting at home. I think even if you're top of the league or bottom of the league, when you're at home, you've got to set up for the win. Can't be, can't be playing for a draw at home, and in the local derby as well. In, I, th- I think it was two very, very average teams. I mean, if if Blues made the playoffs, it just goes to show how poor this division's been this season. Mm. I think the division's been poor. Full stop. To mm. say the truth, I think the fact that Burnley have got such a cushion now. Uh, okay, Hull have got a couple of games in hand, but I think that just shows how poor the league's actually been. Yeah. It's not really been much of a fight for them to hold which, on to. Which perhaps makes it frustrating for us more that because I've seen us play teams this year, we've probably drawn or lost at home, and I thought the team of last season would have won this game by half time. Yeah, there haven't been an improvement of previous years. That's perhaps what's more frustrating is that the start of the season we had a good base of a team, and now it's just kind of dwindled into ragtag plays in a sense. Okay, through injuries, I guess if we had all the players that were fit, perhaps it might be a different story, but we've had to kind of put together a team because of his injuries and we can't even it, compete. It, it's like when we played Blues at home, was it last season when we had yeah. like, and you know, we had that team and it was all a bit, what, like you just said, ragtag. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. and Clark at front, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? And we had that team and, and there was no real energy or, 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 or sort of charisma in yeah. that team. And then we went on an upward curve, and we, you know, we started playing some really mm. attractive, attacking, free-flowing football. And it's sort of like we've gone full circle to Blues at home again, and we're playing pretty much exactly the same style as when we played Blues yeah. at home last season. You know, so whilst that middle part was was beautiful and and amazing, and it was magic, you know. Now it's it it it's we have gone yeah. full circle, and and I think that game showed just how far. Back we we have we've come this season, from you know from November last season to to now mm. we've, we've gone massively backwards. I mean it it's it's like it feels like the club have just given up altogether. I mean look at the state of the pitch. Yeah, and I know it's all you know it 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 might sound petty, but it's like we've almost given up maintaining the pitch now, and it's little things like that you think it's just just pathetic. Mm. It really is. I mean, whether I mean, there might be some instruction from Jackie because we're not playing it on the floor as much now. That all right? Let's not bother. I don't know, but it's I don't, it's just little things like that that are really bugging me at the moment. Yeah. Why aren't Why aren't we maintaining the pitch? I think the thing that really bugs me um, looking at Sunday was when I was a kid. I used to relish Wolves versus Blues at home, and you know, 
we'd had a pretty good record against Blues back then. But it used to be goal fests. Mm. There used to be mm. three twos, three ones, three nil games. Now, two back to back goalless draws, yeah. and it's like we've got a manager that thinks, "Oh, it's all right. We'll settle for a you know goalless draw and a point at home to Blues." Uh, I can't understand where the logic comes from. Uh, imagine how, um, imagine how every home supporter would have felt if they'd have got one over on Blues on Saturday, and that would have been the type of win that could have got Jacket back on side with some of the supporters that are still on the fence. But unfortunately, he went out, and the, the, the whole setup was negative. Mm. It really was. I mean, aside from that first fifteen minutes where I thought we actually had, we actually had a really decent spell. And it was a shame that we couldn't get a goal during that time because I think that would have probably have been a decent cushion for us. But aside from that, I can't remember Kujak having to make a, a save of note. No, there's two saves that I kind of made note of. Cody had a shot from outside the box, which he spilt slightly. Oh, it took Ziggy, a deflection, didn't Ziggy it? nearly yeah. got there and he got the ball. And also, there was a cross to the far post, which Savile headed and Kujak did just get back in time, yeah. which I thought was a good, uh, good save. At that moment, I thought we'd scored. That should have really been the goal. And after that, we didn't really have any any chance on goal at all in no. the second half. No. Um, second half, Blues should have really won it. They had two or three very good chances, didn't they? I'm sure, they put one. I think we spoke before we started recording. Donaldson put one wide in the box. He put one past the post. Yards, that, right. yeah, And then there was the the guy that had bought one at half time. Maga- was it Magoma? Magoma. Yeah. He he was he was clean through with just a key to beat at one point at one point, but it was only the fact he took an extra touch that let. let I offer and horse get back in time in order to cover that because that could have been easily one nil. It probably should have been one nil. But the last 20, 20, 30 minutes of that game, Birmingham were on top mm. and there were there was only one side in it and I was I was fearing the worst, particularly when Davis had that shot because I slated him at half time. <laughs> and I, it, it was a good it was a good save from Hakimi, but again we should never have been in that position mm. where we're yeah. getting overrun at home by Blues, no, no matter what their position is mm. in the table. And I wouldn't say it's because Blues are a better team than us. I mean, I don't think Blues played particularly well. I think we allowed them to play well mm. for, for that last half an hour period. So uh, it's hard to explain why we did get dominated so much. For, we just for had no, we, we had no desire and no passion to actually go out and win that game. Mm. It, was, it was set up for a point and let's hope it happens. There was no urgency, no imagination, no flair, no, nothing. In that performance, and I think again, it's it's been mentioned umpteen times on on this program as well as social media. Jacket substitutions. Yeah, I mean, when did he make his second sub? Was it the eighty third minute when he brought Mason on? Yeah, you know, and I mean Mason, how long's he been here? Two and a half days. You know what I mean? And he's our third highest goal scorer. Yet he can't get a game. Yeah, and. It's persisting with Siggy. It, it seems like Cassidy all over again. Mm. When I do like Siggy and I want Siggy to do well, but the more I, it goes on, the more you do yeah. think, hang on a second, and it's just not working. I, I know the service wasn't the best to him on Sunday, but every time the ball did get to him, it was just bouncing off him yeah. here, there, and everywhere. Now, people can say, oh, but he didn't have the service. But okay, but when he did have the service, what he did wasn't good mm. enough. I do have to say, for, you know, I'm probably one of Siggy's biggest fans, but I have to say that the notice last couple of games where, especially with Borough as well, that he doesn't seem to try and go behind the man, he doesn't try and beat the man with the ball. 
He seems to play better on the right yeah. than he does up front. I don't like this whole thing about him play any striker going on the right wing. Mm. I thought that was... I'd like to have seen or tried Zyro seeing it up front just to see how that combo would have worked. I thought Zyro looked quite lively, though. Yeah, he, I did. I, yeah. I think, again, with last Tuesday night as well, I think he, he changed mm. changed the wall set-up for the better. Yeah. They looked more positive with him, with him playing. But my other concern is... It, it, Siggy had a mare of a game on Sunday. There's no two ways mm. about it. Yet he remained on the pitch when they brought Zaro on at half time, and then he remained on the pitch when they when they, when they brought Mason on. And I'm thinking to myself, why is he here? He's he's, he's more or less a passenger in this side, mm. particularly tra- when he's yeah. out on the right wing. I, I don't see why Byrne shouldn't have continued in that role. Okay, I know he wasn't he wasn't brilliant in the first half, but you got a player there that can inject a bit of pace, which is more than Siggy can do. Yeah, and as well, I mean, from Byrne's point of view. I mean, if it was me personally, and I was being brought off playing in my natural position, and it was being swapped around by somebody who wasn't naturally a, a right midfielder, well, what, I'd, I'd what, think, well, hold on, what's going on? What does it's that say striker, to you? For God's sake. What does that say to you? It, it's, I mean, it, it, it screams that he's, Jack has got no man management skills whatsoever. No. <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened, either. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's quite concerning. And, I mean, it, you know, there's people... People are there talking about um, is Jackie utilising Mason in this way as a bit of a message to the board? You know, did he not really want Mason in the first place? So he's sort of, you know, uh, two things up to the board. Well, I, you know, you might have brought him. I didn't want him, but I'll keep him on the bench. Yeah. And and if that's if, if that is true, mm. then that's absolutely pathetic. It really I, I, is. I, I, that, that I hope it's not true. Yeah. I hope, theory I really though about he didn't want him. I can't. I, don't, I can't agree with them because we've been linked with him for so long. Well, yeah. That was it. Two, two, long, two long-term targets apparently were landed yeah. in January in Zyro Mason, and they've been in the they've been in the system for so long. And the other curious thing as well is the fact that Zyro was supposed to be the Sacco replacement in the summer, yet he's playing up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jackie sees him as a forward player there. Yeah. Which I guess if he's the one that's going to have most goals, you might as well try and play him as the forward man. The riddles. And the intrigue. It's just been it's continues. just been a completely baffling yeah. season. Mm. It really has, and I mean, there's so many things that have uh, have really baffled me. Some of which aren't Kenny's fault, but a lot of them are. Mm. Um, the whole let's play every player we can possibly think of at left midfield, apart from Jordan Graham, who's the most naturally <laughs> yes. suited player to play there. Let's see how we can string that one out until we've got no other option to yeah. play there, yeah. and. And, then, bring, and bring back Savile and Rowe. I know Savile has kind of had more of a run now, but even still at the time, bringing them back when they're out in the darkness and getting... Cause like Rowe playing on, on left wing was, was bizarre. And you've got to think that Tommy Rowe's... I, I think his contract ends this summer, doesn't it? We have this whole... That's got to be one of our worst transfers. I mean, it's got to be up there, hasn't it, as one of our yeah. worst transfers. It's a bit Johnson all over again. Yeah. And when we're talking about how, how poor the league looks this season... It's so frustrating looking where we are on the table now after the season we had last season. Yes, okay, we lost Saka, we lost him and blah, blah, blah. But I still believe we've got the players to be top six Mm. easy in this division. I think it's... Don't get me wrong, we we have had bad luck with injuries. You know, so, okay, you have got a whole lot of say, okay, we have been unlucky with injuries this season. But even that aside, I still think we've got the resources... The um, everything in place, sort of training facilities, stadia, etc., 
to be pushing for the top six. And I think where we fell short this season is tactically. Hmm. That's what that's my opinion. That's where we have fell short because we've still we've still got the personnel without a shadow of a doubt. If if we put all our if we swap squads with Brighton, yeah, Brighton would still be where they are with with our players, I believe, and their management. That'd still be fourth, mm-hmm. fifth, sixth, yes. and and with Jacket managing Brighton's players, yeah, but just under the name Wolves, we Jacket would manage them to be eleventh or twelfth. Mm-hmm. Interesting theory. I want to ask you about David Davis. Because he got the uh, the general sky man of the match. Do you think he played well? Because I'm going to say that I thought he did all right. I thought he had a decent game. game. I, think, I think he was a lot better in the second half than yeah. he was in the first uh, half. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. I'm trying to, trying to wind up the safe bank. More than if I'm else. being honest, I think the way, because I was just about to mention, he, he threw his weight about a bit, and I think it worked, because I think Savile was <laughs> scared of him, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I honestly do. I think Savile was scared of him. Honestly, yeah. Savile was scared of David Davis. He, he wouldn't go near him because Savile put. I mean, Davis put a few on him. I think Savile did try to nudge him back on one, one, one breakaway in the first half. But Savile wouldn't go near him. He was petrified. Were the booze justified, or was it just a typical kind of ex-Wolves player kind of booze? Because I think he never really left on a bad note. Did I he think it's the way he carries himself on social media. I think it's that's what gets commentary of the week after the Borough game left a lot of yeah, yeah, didn't they? And yeah. It's not the first time he's done that. We did it when they beat us last season, yeah. didn't he? Very fortunate to be in the position he's in because he's not particularly a very good footballer. He's had his contract extended by a year as well, isn't he? I think they've taken up an option well, on his contract. They will because they're an average team yeah. and he's an average player, so they're a good fit. Um, who do you think man of the match was for us? The corporate one was uh, Jack Price. Who was the working man's man of the match? Who would you doth your cap to uh, for man of the match? I wouldn't disagree with Price, but to be uh, controversial, the other day I actually voted for Courtney Horse in the poll on the fan casting. <gasps> so it was you. <laughs> <laughs> the one percent vote. <laughs> Was it only one percent? No, I don't know. It was another one. Sorry, he was, second, he was second when I voted. I must have been the, will, the first one to vote. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll double check how the voting ended on that as you digress I, more. I, I thought up until that wayward ball, which went out for a throw-in in the first midway through the first half, I thought to myself, Horse was actually having a decent game. And I think when the defence started flapping late on, he was the one that probably held his nerve the best mm-hmm. out of Bart and I author, which well at the moment isn't exactly saying much, but. I thought I thought he had a good game. It's probably one of his better showings at centre half yeah. for me. And the fancast poll on Twitter for working's man working man's man of the match uh, was between uh, Price, Hawes, Doherty and Cody. Price won it with forty five percent. Hawes was second with twenty four percent. So more more people of the two hundred ninety seven that voted saw that as well. Uh, Cody third to twenty one percent. No, that was just me voting under ninety eight different Twitter accounts. Cody third to twenty one percent, and Doty uh, last with ten percent. Uh, anyone else you think that played well, not so well? 
See, I don't know whether it was just my angle, but I didn't think he had the best game he's had in a wall shirt. Who's I Yeah, against Blues. I thought he did oh, well no. to kind of get the ball when it was up in the mm. air, but he didn't really get into the positions or the, the kind of Zyro thing. I just felt that in the second half on Sunday, it was very much we could get the ball forward, but that last ball was never there. We couldn't get string that. There was always that pass that you knew was going to be threaded through and Birmingham could it out. So. Well, I mean, he's not doing a bad job up top on his arm considering he's a left midfielder. Yeah. Um, he, he, I think he showed a lot more energy and whatnot up top than Siggy did in the first half. I just wonder with next season when if players come back fit, if Zorro does go, let's say, back to left wing, could I think we he potentially... Will. And where, where, would, where would Graham go then? Play Graham on the right, possibly. Yeah. So, you know, but, but potentially without signings, do you have a, a good foundation with another team again? Dicko with a a partner striker, you have Zaro and Graham on the wings, do you have Mason as a number 10, where, you know, will he fit more into next season with perhaps a new manager? Or Graham's another... not going to be ready until about October, oh, yeah. is he? Yeah. So, oh, it's uh, it's nine, nine months, I said. So, um, but in fact, there's a fact, with injuries coming back, there's a foundation there for... I think there's definitely, there's definitely well, options. Got assist on the yeah. weekend. Mm. So he, he's a, another option, possibly, for that, cent- mm. that central attacking mid-roll. Um, Dickow coming back, obviously, Got to offer a lot mm. in the final third because we're massively lacking I, there. The I'm sure of the theory as well. When when Dicko comes back, they've the club have got to make him feel like he's like the, the main man. They've got it because they've of got with Sacco going and how the, and a phobia going as well. You could tell those were quite close mm. on and off the pitch. We know how players seem to play when they seem to be a bit lonely. You got to think what what Dicko's feeling at the minute. He's been off injured all season. His two best mates have gone. I I would over now and over the summer be almost secretly bigging him up yeah. all the time and making him feel like he's the best player in the world, you know, in the wolf circle. Secretly. I think, yeah, he, he possibly will be anyway, yeah. so I don't think we... I think that will naturally happen. Anyway, back onto uh, Blues. Anyone else at all for do well, not so well? I said Price, I thought he did really well. I, I, I was glad to see him back in the side and I thought he played really well. Yeah, I, Again, it, it, it's no secret that we dominated possession for the first time in five games and Jack yeah. Price was in the side. Clean sheet at home, first time this season. At home, sorry, yeah. That was our first clean sheet at home this season. Yeah, no, we've had two nil-nil draws. We drew nil-nil with Brighton and Burnley. Yes. This year, sorry, I meant this, oh, this year. year. I, meant, oh, sorry, sorry. I, thought, I thought in my head I said 2016, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean 2016. Um, yeah, it's the first home clean sheet in 2016. But Blues have haven't scored away in five away games, yeah. have they, or something like Take that? Take the clean sheet. <laughs> Take the clean sheet. But I don't think it's a massive um, Hel- Helen? Did you say Helen? Yeah, I, that... I think he's rubbish. Yeah. I honestly think I he, didn't think he did rubbish. as well on, on Sunday. And I think he'll continue to be rubbish. Because you've got, got to look at players. First two or three games, you you know, it's new, it's exciting. They always sit, but come April, May, we won't be able to get him back to Sheffield quick enough. Mm. I'll guarantee that. Any other comments for a Blues before I read out this final uh, tidbit as well? Anything else you noticed about the game? or Danny Buff's bit of uh, skill. His little... A little bit of showboat before he yeah. fluffed it all up as well. Yeah, and then Donaldson just sort of ushered it out of play. Uh... They're all saying for recording, Rowett... Um, was quite vocal. Apparently, Sky had to apologise because they kept picking up his swearing <laughs> as well. Uh, final bit I wanted to read out of the Blues uh, game in the programme. Uh, they do something every week. Oh, if you're talking about Siggy and his carrot, I don't want it because it's pathetic. It just I'm shows gonna... how much of a boring bloke he I'm is. I'm going to read this out. This oh is my funny. God. 
Um, so in the program, they do A to Z every week of uh, different players, um, and it was Siggy this week. And for C, it was uh, C's for Curious, and the question was, tell us something oddball about yourself. Siggy said, I'm very forgetful. The other day I went to the fridge to get a carrot, and I came back with an apple. You understand how many people have just switched off now? <laughs> I just thug life. That's what I'm telling I you. Just, I just thought, imagine a party at Siggy's. It must be so <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, look what I've done again, guys. I meant to get a carrot, I got an apple instead. It's his play on Sunday, though, wasn't it? I meant, oh, I, meant, I meant to get the ball, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Siggy, you little scamp. <laughs> I, I saw it, I just thought, that that's awful. That's the most oddball thing he could genuinely think of that's happened in his life. Oh. I, I, I thought it was great. Just so random. <laughs> Yeah, imagine if Fanda Parra said that. <laughs> so on Saturday, North 3 o'clock kick-off, as far as I'm well aware as well, away to none other than Burnley, you know, just normal a normal game against Burnley. Burnley top the league, uh, unbeaten in the league in their last 14 games. Um, they are nine points clear at the top, uh, but obviously Borough and Hull have both got games in hand. Um Nil-nil last time we played them at Molyneux, which, looking at that now, is a great result. I thought it was at the time, to yeah. be fair. Obviously, we'll be playing uh, some part of the class of 09 promotion year. Vokes, Jones, Kitely, Stephen Ward. Uh, they won at the weekend, 3-1 away to Huddersfield. Um... <laughs> I was looking at Burnley's four. <laughs> Frightening, isn't it? One, 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 one. Drew, one. Drew lost, but it was in the cup against Arsenal. Yeah. Won, 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 won. Drew won. When did they last lose? Can you um, Hull away three 0 See, even that's got to have been about November, hasn't it? It just says two thousand and fifteen. I'm a bit unsure. <laughs> yeah. And then it's before, that far back. Yeah. And then before then, it was Middlesbrough away one nil. But look, lost to they... Preston at home two 0 Local yeah. derby though, anything. Can but they have... lost three. Oh. Some of their recent games, they've they've come back, haven't they, from being. Obviously, down as it were. I'm sure with yeah, Hull, they're, they're, with a whole Fulham were they were they two nil down against Fulham at one point. They're the, t- they're the type of team that you seem to be able to throw anything back and they'll throw anything at and they'll just have an answer back for you. It's I've, I've been keeping a close eye recently um, on them because I think Andre Gray's had a lot of press this season because of the massively inflated uh, transfer fee that people mm. keep saying it's. You know, I don't know whether people have talked it up as far as 13, 14 million now, but they're saying they bought him for £6 million, which for 20 goals at this stage of the season is looking like money very well spent. Yeah. And I'm watching him with an eye on him thinking that he could have, if Burnley go up, he could have a similar sort of impact to Jamie Vardy because I think he's he's got that he's got that pace and power which yeah. could throw Premier League defences off quite quickly, almost like a Galo's done this season. Um but the player for me that's been quite understated for them this season has been Joey Barton. I think he's, mm. as much as people don't like him, I think him and Marnie hold that midfield together. And without them two, I don't think they'd be anywhere near in the position that they are. But they've done really well. They've basically stuck with the same squad, bar people like Gray bringing in and Barton. Uh, and Dice has done a, a great job, hasn't he, to kind of just continue it. And it shows you sometimes how if you get relegated, if you stick with the manager... He's got that experience of going up. It can do. You the other as thing, well. the other thing about Burnley as well. When you compare them to us, um, I wrote that piece last week about there being 
32 players used by Wolves this season. Burnley, in contrast, have used 23. Mm. So you're talking just over two starting lineups worth of players there. So you've got your traditional two players for every position. And I think that's a big factor in the fact that they've kept the squad so close-knit. They've had injuries, but they haven't been substantial. Mm. And I think that's a big part in their success, the fact that they've got a nucleus of players there that they can rely on. And there aren't this time. I know like last time, the likes of Ings and uh, Trippier got cherry-picked. But I don't think they're in danger of losing players at the end of the season either. So I think that side's going to go up again, mm. as they are. And I think, I, I think the fact that they're very close knit is is what's worked for them. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many players we used last season in comparison to this season. Because I think we did feel a lot more close knit last season. I think we used twenty six last season. That's, that's a lower man, really, isn't it? And thirty, thirty, as I said, thirty two so far this season. Mm. They've got to be in good stead for promotion though this year, Bernie. Oh, Not yeah. just that for winning the league as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realise just how how comfortable there was at the top. Yeah, I didn't realise I had that unbeaten running the league the last fourteen. That's incredible. I, I mean, was read this quick story about uh, Michael Keane um, that was on BBC Sport the other day. Oh, was <laughs> this about his concussion? It's about his concussion. So he had a concussion <laughs> against um, Rotherham in their two 0 win on the twentieth of February. He played on for a bit. But then he went down and he said he told the physio, physio he couldn't see, so he, that they took him off. Um, but he said, um, at first, I was just really dizzy all the time and had no memory of the past week, really. The doctor asked me what year it was, and I thought it was 1996. <laughs> <laughs> was it five in 1996 or something, did it say? It's quite scary, though, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's quite scary. How ridiculous is that, though, he thought mm-hmm. it was 1996? Mad. It's proper mad. I'm going to buy that bicycle CD I've always yeah. <laughs> What a goal from Gaza. <laughs> yeah. That is the best goal of all time, in my mind. Gaza's against Scotland, Euro 96. I think Ebank's back against Charlton's up there, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. to be fair. <laughs> Whatever Gaza's. Yeah. My favourite goal of all time is Gaza's. Gigs yeah. against Arsenal for me every mm, time. Good goal. Alex Railway at Bolton. The camera never yeah. caught it, though. <laughs> um, team selection for Saturday, then. Zyro, do you think he'll start at all, or do you think he'll be another I think they should bench? Start, I think they should start him and just see see whether he's up to playing hmm. 70, 80 minutes at the moment. In an ideal world, in, a, in an ideal world, what um, team selection would you go for? Because, I mean, the defence, obviously, just reads itself. Williamson will return whenever he's actually I fit. I would go the same back five. Um... Cody, McDonald, Price as a midfield three. Yeah, I was going to say I'll bring in McDonald for Savile. With Zyro, Mason and Burn as a front three. How I'd line up, Zyro on the left, Mason on up top. Burn on the right. Put um, Hellard on the bench? Yes. And in reality? In reality, I think I think Zyro will come in for Siggy yep. and I think McDonald will come in for Savile. Yeah. They've got to play McDonald at Turf more, given the fact that he, he, you know, he's used to playing on that size of pitch because it's one of the it's one of the smallest pitches in the league oh, at Turf Moor, isn't it? It's very, very, you know, very cramped. Graham knows all this like proper fascinating <laughs> yeah. stuff, doesn't it? I think it's uh, you know it's a good game to see see how McDonald's going to be because I've, he's been disappointed in the last couple of times mm. that I've seen. When the season comes to an end and you start to dissect what's gone on. And you kind of look at what's happened. I think people will look back right at the start of the season, pre-season, when the whole McDonald thing came out and he wasn't happy about his contract. 
that is when I when I look back at it now, I think you wouldn't have probably seen that last season. Why all of a sudden is okay? You could argue that he's, he's using the press to kind of get the deal he wants, but was the disharmony or the fact that Saka had gone and people the squad almost felt like this is what it wasn't like last season? Starting there and stuff like that was getting out that. That's when you kind of felt like, hang on, everything doesn't feel right at the mm. moment. Let's do predictions before we get to Twitter corner. <laughs> <laughs> before we get to Twitter corner, let's do our predictions um, for Saturday. What's your gut telling you as of right now for uh, Burnley against Wolves? We're going to win two one. Is what your gut telling yeah. you? Law of averages. I've got to lose sooner or later. Don't lose against us though. It'll be it'll be one of them shocks, and everyone will be slagging Wolves off, saying, "Oh, look at these, they up my acca." It will, it will, everyone will be posting screenshots of tenfold accumulators and it will be Burnley. With an ex, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it will be Burnley that let them down because we beat them 2-1 and we won't deserve it at all. No. They'll play us off the park. Let, let them down for 450 quid off one pay. <laughs> yeah. So genuinely, you think Wolves are going to beat Burnley? Yeah. Genuinely, 2-1. That will change quite quickly. Pete Willis seems to see the starting line. Yeah. Graham, what's your gut telling you right now? I'm sorry, I can't go with that. 2-0 uh, to Burnley. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going for a very quite comfortable 3-0 Burnley. Really am. I- 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 I'm, one of the- I'm just... I don't think I'm even going to bother checking the score until, like, <laughs> 5 o'clock. I'm just literally... Like, you know, the argument I made about you, to you, where I used to say that when you were a kid, Wolves used to have standard 2-0 home wins. Yeah. You should... Go out and play. What's the score? Two 0 Thanks. Didn't you? Didn't you worry about it? Didn't you analyse it? Standard win. I just think it'll be that. What's the score? Three yeah. 0 Burnley. Fine. Watch them carry on doing whatever I was doing. It'll be a standard standard result of the weekend. It's a free hit. People call it. Where's that expression come from? A free hit. Probably America, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I heard. I've it's heard got to be it a baseball, lot. Hasn't it? I've heard it a lot of times this season, especially when we played Borough and people were saying, "Oh, Wolves lose, just a, just a free hit." Yeah. Like when you're in the Prem and you play like Man City away, mm. anything yeah. anything below four nils a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, we'll finish off quickly on Twitter questions. It's been quite popular the last few weeks. We start off with uh, Mr. Paul Berry. Which fancastian has the best football in techers? Luke. I'm, you, I'm backing myself. I am. You're backing myself. I am all day. You couldn't back yourself. Do you, do you know why? Because I've seen Regan play football. <laughs> you <laughs> do surprise me. If you were to back anyone apart from yourself, who would you genuinely go for? Alex Moore. Yeah. Because he plays for that England fans team, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Graham. I back Alex Moore myself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. as I said, as I said in the reply to that, there is there might be a video at Sixes and Kings Winford from a few years ago of my sombrero during a five-a-side Wednesday <laughs> afternoon match with my French work colleagues at the time. <laughs> we should do like a fan cast um, five-a-side match. Yeah, we should actually because there's got to be ten of us now, I don't know. I think it's like eleven of us in the group. Yeah, so we'll do it. I'll be the referee. Do it. It's only fair. We could do a, a game called Last Man Standing. Have you ever heard of Last Man Standing? It's like, well, like one and off. No, it's it's like a well. You could do it with all ten of us, but it'd be very complicated. You do a five-side game, and every time your team scores a goal, you lose a player. Oh, okay. And the idea is you have to lose all your players, but you can get you have that scenario where you have four and one. Yeah. Or you have that scenario where you got a big five-side pitch and it's one and one. Right. But you have really tiny goals. Oh, okay. As well, so it makes it a bit more interesting. We should organise. No, it. we should. It'll never happen, but we should organise. <laughs> like when we try to organise foot golf. Yeah. And then I'm giving up my arm with my mates. Yeah. <laughs> um, that guy on Twitter, 
Uh, says Dougie Freeman, ex Wolves player, potential replacement for Jacket? Question mark. No, no, no. That's a simple answer. I just don't think he's that good a manager. If no. I'm being honest, he seemed to start off okay, didn't he, at Forest when he came in? He kind of gone away. I read something a few weeks gone away and learned. He was doing well up until a few weeks ago, and they lost mm. five in a row, didn't they? Didn't the goal thirteen unbeaten? Yeah, went thirteen but unbeaten. They started that running twelve position yeah. and ended it in twelve <laughs> position. Yeah. So I think the drew probably nine. And now they've got former Wolves youth coach Paul Williams in charge. I, I, I think Freeman, he had a good spell at um, Palace when he took yeah. over there, but I think a lot of that was down to the fact he got Lenny Lawrence as number two at the time, and uh, I think he'd been he'd been left a fairly decent team as well. And it's a classic case of Devreitis, uh, I thought, when Dougie Freeman left Palace. He left it thinking, I'm going to Bolton, really good move, and actually, <laughs> yeah. no, um, Sam Doty says chicken dippers or chicken nuggets oh it's got in nuggets I'll go for nuggets chicken dippers are alright I do like the old chicken yeah. dipper oh, yeah you got to go nuggets though, ain't you? Um, not really a question from Greg Sidaway they just put Carla Kimi he's crap <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Keems Keems or Martinez is what I question I remember, I remember doing a fan cast with Luke a couple of years ago. I've been, wait, I've been waiting to mention this again. Oh, where, we're, we're well keep a clean sheet. Where, where I turned around to him and said, do we want De Vries to stay? And Luke goes, yeah, because that will mean we've got Carla Keeby in, uh, in goal and Wolves will never keep a clean sheet ever again. <laughs> I think you ate that humble pie at the end of, last, of that season, didn't you? Yeah, I still two don't... Seasons, was that two seasons? I still don't think he's as good as people make out, though. I think he's better than Martinez, though. Do you? Yeah. I think Martinez is better. Until you see Martinez, Martinez, Martinez playing in Champions League <laughs> next season or Europa League for Arsenal as their number one. Yeah. See, I mean, it's like oh. your Danny Bar quite all over again. It's it's like with Akimi, do we stick or twist? I mean, would you bring in another keeper or would you just say Akimi, you're our keeper now? Do you like thirty five? I'd keep him for the time being. Would you? Unless, unless that's what he saw in... The only thing I could think of with Martinez is he, he brought someone in to push Hakimi, but he also brought him in thinking, I think I can get promoted again this year. This is a keeper who I think could be our keeper this season, but also if we get promoted, be great in the Premier League next season. Do you know what annoys me the most about Hakimi? You know, say if we're attacking and he's just watching the play, yeah. the way he stands... Right. Really Because <laughs> he puts his hands like this. You know, not like say if he was watching the game, you'd probably like that, wouldn't you? So just need to to. Um... But he puts his hands like that, right. so and it's really weird, so, honestly. So before beforehand, Luke was showing like a Superman gesture, where hands on his hips, yeah. looking into the world, thinking I'm going to save the world. And then you're saying that Akimi puts his both hands behind him. Yeah, and his wrist rests on his side, like like, like if a, a T Rex has broken both wrists. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> when he. When he <laughs> When you, who have we got the arm next? Uh, oh, well, there's a big international break, isn't there, after Burnley, isn't there? Sipswich. Sipswich yeah. on the second, second of April. Yeah. Yeah. Watch him. When we're attacking, watch him. So we're looking for a Kimi displaying what it looked like if a T-Rex had broken both wrists. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final question on Twitter corner. Owen Fisher says, if Dicko had been fit at the start of the season, how much better do you think we'd be doing it in the league? Well... We've, we've seen from Siggy over the last few games that a centre forward wouldn't actually receive the ball, so I don't think we'd be doing that much better in all honesty. I think, I, think, I think the service has been pretty poor to whoever's been up front since Graham yeah. got injured. Um, so I don't think we'd be 
we might be a couple of places better off, mm. but I don't think we'd be in the top six. Because I know it was only th- about three games he actually played, but or three or four, but he didn't start the season off very well, did he? I don't think he, he scored, did he? No. He missed a couple of glaring chances. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, he, he, he played up top on his own when he first came in the League One. Mm. I know he had Sacco there, but he seemed to get the, the chance there. You, just ne- you never know, but you were thinking, like you said, we, we should have been at least a couple of places off better if he had played yeah. this season. I, th- I think that's a fair assumption. I don't think. I don't think we'd be pushing for promotion with one extra player. I love it how you're trying to find a picture of Carla Kimi <laughs> doing this now. So we can tweet it from the fancast account to see if people can agree. Luke, what do you think about Dico in this season? Do you think we'd be better off if he had been playing all this season? Possibly. If Clemmy goals did he get last season, was it about 15? 16, I think. Because we're missing a goal scorer. Hmm. I mean, Afabi got 11 for us, Henry's got 7. And after that, it's Mason with three. And then I think our job with three. Mm. And then there's a couple of twos. I mean, we've got nobody who's yeah. who's scoring goals um, consistently for us. So, but would we st- I still don't think we might the playoffs because Kenny Jackett's manager. So. And there we go. Thanks for Twitter Corner. Thanks for listening to uh, this week's podcast. Thanks to our sponsors, Upper Creative. Yeah. Hang on. Have we got a picture? Oh, it's cropped it though. But can you see? Look at look his elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Show Graham. Yeah, I can see. Okay. See see if we can find a, a better <laughs> picture or tweet from the Fancaster Cage. Anyway, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Uh, you can follow us all week on social media. Just type in Wolves Fancaster on your social media platform and you'll probably find us there. And we're back next week to uh, review that game against Burnley and then drift off into the Easter slash international break wilderness. Uh, but for this week, it's by from Graham. See you later. Bye from Luke. See you later. Thanks, bye from me. See you next time.